right, so this is episode 15 of the Lift Fit podcast. Um, and today we have Haley Field. She's going to be a special guest, uh, a.k.a. Food Ninja. Is it <laughs> Food Ninja or do you just go by Food Ninja? Um, the Food Ninja, yeah. Yeah. Ninja. A lot of people have started calling me that. And it's a bit weird. And it's even more weird, you know, when someone comes up to you that you don't know and says, are you the Food Ninja? Which is what happened to me when Aaron, you know, when we were at the... Um, Martin McDonald thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody came. Are you the food ninja? And I was like, what? Celebrity <laughs> status, getting recognised. <laughs> yeah, I'm like proper Z list. I, I'm like worse than Z list. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just gonna. Um, Haley's just gonna introduce herself. Uh, she's gonna kind of say who she is. So, Haley, um, who are you, and what do you do? Yeah, so thank you so much, first of all, you guys, for asking me to come on. I like to talk to anyone who will listen, so this is good. Um, Yeah, I'm Hayley, I'm the Food Ninja, and I set up my business about six years ago. So I'm a nutritionist, um, and I specialise in helping mostly business owners and entrepreneurs um, get as healthy as possible. So I do that by looking not just at their nutrition, although that's obviously central to what I do. We look at all the other lifestyle factors which affect your ability to eat well. So, you know, sleep, your lifestyle, stress management, you know, activity, all of those things um, to make sure that what I do is sustainable for people, really. Um, so, yeah, that's it. I work 100% online, mostly. Sorry, I should say. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, 100% online. And yeah, I've got clients all over the world. Awesome. So why why do you do? What got you into what got you into nutrition? So um I've always kind of been interested in nutrition because I've always done sport of some kind. So play rugby when I was younger. Um, I'm an ABA qualified boxing coach and I was a competitive boxer and mm-hmm. blue belt in Korean kickboxing. So I've done all like the badass stuff. Um and I also started doing CrossFit and weightlifting as well. So that's kind of how it became a sort of professional thing. So I, like I said, I've been a boxer, so I thought I was pretty fit. And then I went to do CrossFit and thought, Jesus, I'm not as fit as I thought I was. <laughs> um, and I met this guy called Martin Foster, who became my personal trainer and actually ended up being a, a mentor of mine. And he did this thing called the Clean Eating Challenge, which was like an eight-week um course kind of when clean eating was thing was a thing right I used to be a clean eating wanker I just that's a confession of mine there um so I did that and I in the Facebook group I started to kind of help people out in the group and he was like oh do you know what like you're you're pretty good at this do you want to help me with the next one and at the time I was IT contracting so I've worked in a lot of in the corporate world for a long time I was a project manager so I worked places like Eon and Deloitte and all those boring corporate places um and I was an IT contractor so he kept saying to me oh you know you should think about doing this for a job and I was like I've got this crazy day rate right that I'm earning I'm like I'm not gonna be able to give up this and and go and do something which I love but probably won't pay me very much um because I did hate my corporate job unfortunately um and then in June 2014 I think it was um I broke my back um so it's not like oh a crossfit I broke her back before anyone 
says anything. <laughs> um, basically, I had a condition called spondylolisthesis, which I knew nothing about. Um, it's a birth defect, and it means that not all of your vertebrae are in line. So I've got these two vertebrae at the bottom of my spine, which are complete, completely out of line with the rest of it. And I was doing a really heavy deadlift. I say really heavy. That's that's comparable to watts, right? For me, I was a small person. I think it was about 120 kilos or something. Um, yeah, when you're about, I think I was about 60 kilos at the time. So I think it was a double body double weight. Body weight that's elite. Double body yeah. weight. Elite. Yeah. I was elite at deadlifts, not anything else. Um, so yeah so it just kind of went while I while I was doing that um, and when they did the MRI they found over 20 historical fractures in my back so I basically just been breaking my back all my life like a freaking badass (laughs) and just carrying (laughs) on basically Um, so yeah I was in bed then for probably about four or five months um, and during that time I got quite depressed um, and I was on morphine patches and stuff to kind of basically because the pain was unbearable, right? And I just had to have constant morphine. And my personal trainer was kind of trying to say to me, you know, or well, maybe you should look at doing this, do these courses and things. So I started to kind of help people at my CrossFit box and they would come around to my house and sit on the end of my bed <laughs> to have a consultation while I was like this, off my face on morphine with my laptop like that. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so that's how I started my business, basically, like six years ago now. Nice. So you just just to go back a little bit, you said you kind of um you were you had you were into clean eating. Go, yes, clean... I was a clean eating wanker. So clean eating wanker. What what are you now then? So what's what's your philosophy on nutrition now? I what I would like to say is, because um, I don't like talking about nutrition like a religion, right? Because everyone's like, yeah. I believe keto is this, and I believe like insulin yeah, fairies yeah. or whatever the fuck they're on about now. So I would, say, if you want to liken it to religion, I would say that I'm diet agnostic. So I don't believe in any one dietary approach. Um, what I do is incredibly personalized. So I work mostly, I mean, I've just launched a membership thing, but aside from that, I work one to one. Um, in quite an intense way to kind of design around their lifestyle so I obviously there are some things that you you can't you know you can't defy the law of thermodynamics so if you want to lose weight you've got to eat less calories um, I believe in high oh, I believe see I'm doing it as well now <laughs> <laughs> high protein diets are good obviously for body composition and stuff Um, But I do believe, and this is something that I say to my clients, you can eat whatever the fuck you like. It's just got to be in the right quantities that match up to your goals. And if one day it doesn't match up to your goal, you've got to be okay with that. You've got to say, okay, well, today I'm choosing this food, which doesn't move me closer to my goals, but I get to go out with my family and enjoy, enjoy it. And that's a different kind of health, right? To just always being fixated on your goal. So um no i don't advocate any particular dietary approach i'm an evidence-based practitioner so that means that i wouldn't certainly wouldn't advocate a lot of these pills and shakes and you know yes the keto diet for example like if you're epileptic go for it but you know if you like carbs what's the point um so i think yeah people are very kind of zealous about oh like which diet do you advocate and stuff and i'm like 
I don't really. It's just about being able to enjoy the foods that you enjoy in the right quantities to reach your goals, really. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 pretty much kind of what we're like. It's, you know, it's educating people on the energy balance side of things to start. Yeah. You know, because that is yeah. a big dictator, isn't it? Um, to yeah. weight, um, weight loss. And then but it just it's it's mental health aspect as well. If you are restricted to something, then yeah. that's going to cause a lot of stress in your life and you haven't got that restriction. It's it's like, it's liberating. Exactly. I mean, the the perception of the restriction that you put on yourself in terms of your diet or anything else, that dictates its impact, right? So if you're on this ridiculously restrictive diet, you know, your perception of it being restrictive is straight away, that's, you've lost already. You know, whereas if you, like, I tell, I tell my clients, so you have unconditional permission to eat whatever the fuck you like, like, but you have to believe that. Because if you don't believe it, the minute you start thinking, oh, actually, I'm not really allowed this and I shouldn't have that, immediately that's going to have a massive impact on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Um, so obviously we've already kind of st 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 spoke a little bit about your background. Um, mm -hmm. What struggles have you had? So if we're, if we're looking from, well, it could be from any, any, any side of it, really. What struggles have you had? And you know, how do, what do you do to overcome these? Wow. Well, this could be a really long answer. <laughs> so I, um, I've not always been a healthy person at all. Um, I've had a lot of challenges in my life in terms of um, addiction problems when I was younger and actually not that, not that young. It's kind of carried on into adult life. Um, so I've not always taken care of myself that well. And that's something that I've struggled with. Um, and I think actually that's a good thing in a way, right? Because otherwise you've got the other extreme, which is all these kind of Instagram models and stuff who, um, you know, have always, or these genetically blessed people, right? Who are doing, uh, I was going to name names then, maybe I shouldn't do that. Thinking about thinking about genetically blessed people who, who, who create calorie laden recipe books and jog up and down on the spot for 20 minutes and pretend that they look like that from doing that, right? Yeah. So you've got that extreme um and then you've got you know people like well, i think there's quite a lot of people like me in the industry who were kind of like fuck ups if you like you got a story, <laughs> you know, like, you like born again christian or something <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like shit i feel like shit and then what happens is you start to make changes and you start to feel good and then you become addicted to that and you're like wow i've been feeling shit my whole life and i didn't realize because i didn't have anything to compare it to but then when you start to make changes and you have this comparison, then that becomes that becomes kind of, you know, addictive or in a healthy way, obviously. But, you know, I think we all display those those behaviours to a certain extent. It's just having self-awareness. You know, when I started to get healthy, I then started to display obsessive tendencies about my food and about, um, for example, I was saying about being a clean eating wanker. Like one of the worst examples of this probably was, uh, when I was working at one of these big corporates and I had to go to a Christmas meal which was a carvery and I wasn't going to go because like I wanted to eat my chicken and broccoli out of my Tupperware right I was not interested in that uh, and they've basically forced me to go so we kind of got there we all sat down at the table and they're all taking the piss out of me right going oh my god look Hayley's gonna like eat something that she doesn't know what's in it and I was like oh my fuck into my handbag I get my scales out so I took my scales with me to the carvery 
yeah, put them in my handbag. I was like, I don't know, I fucking things that I don't know what's in. So I got meat from the carvery, vegetables, a little bit of gravy and a milk jug that I asked for because, you know, I was trying to live it up. It was Christmas and whatever. And then get, got back to my got back to my seat, put it on the plate, started weighing it all, cutting bits off, putting them on my colleague's plate if it wasn't the right weight. Like that is like it's funny now, right? And I can laugh about it, but it's that's the other the other side of kind of being too obsessive and being too restrictive about your diet um so i think in terms of how do you get over struggles you need to just be self-aware and understand that you know just be aware of your behavior and know you know if you're that kind of person who is obsessive and has those kind of tendencies to just check in with yourself all the time and just you know i should have checked in with myself then and go is this fucking normal is this normal no it's not normal <laughs> that's mad that taking your skills to a christmas party i've never seen that done before yeah yeah it was quite it was quite the talking point in the office oh, well i used to do a conversation <laughs> made people talk talking about tariffs or what other shit they were talking about at the time <laughs> <laughs> so going back to the industry then because you're in about these people who influencers who have you know, these mm. perfect bodies but have big struggles in their lives but you know they seem to have a really perfect life yeah what is your biggest pet peeve in this industry oh my god like are you purposely asking me questions that i could talk for about five hours <laughs> <laughs> like, just, so, just so much i mean there's there's so many different categories of them isn't there there's like you know one of the things that i get a lot when i tell people i'm a nutritionist is people start talking to you um about like cooking from scratch with like cacao that monkeys from amazonia have pre-chewed and what whatever the latest superfood is like did, and i'm like i'm not deliciously fucking ella like those those people that's a group of people who are calling themselves nutritionists or well-being practitioners and basically what's happened is they've been really sick they've changed their diet and it's worked for them and now they think it should work for everyone else so You've got all those on the one one side of it. Then you've got kind of, you know, what I do, I use quite a blended approach. So, yes, I get people to track their food, for example. Um, but I also do a lot of behavioral change. I've got some like NLP qualifications. I look at like multifaceted health and all that kind of stuff. So I think generally coaches who don't embrace that. So you've got, you know, people who are just it doesn't take anyone particularly skilled, right, to, you know, put your numbers into a macro, macro calculator online, spit those macros out and just berate you every week until you fucking hit them. Like, that's no, no skill in coaching in that. And these are people who, yes, they'll get you physical results because, you know, they're literally berating you every week. Oh, you need to hit these calories, you know, like, prep like contest prep i'm not even going to start talking about that but you know those kind of coaches who do that what they're doing is they're getting you to the end of the process and they're always eight week programs aren't they or 12 week programs or whatever and they've got you a great physical result great for them because they've got a brilliant before and after photo right to go on their instagram but then what happens is because they haven't taught you anything they haven't told you why they've asked you to eat that why they've asked you to do it in that quantities they haven't looked at whether that fit into your lifestyle, whether it, it's got any longevity to it. They end up leaving you in a worse position because what will happen is you'll just put that weight back on. 
So you're worse in a worse position physically because you know there's got metabolic adaptation and stuff like that going on. You're in a worse position position mentally because you're like, oh my god, this person helped me do this and I can't do it on my own and I feel like shit. You're in a worse position intellectually because you're confused because you ain't were eating like this and now you think you're eating the same and and you know you just feel like a big failure. So I guess the kind of people that annoy me are people who who leave you in a worse position than than where you know if you'd never worked from in the first place like yeah. slimming fucking world and <laughs> people like that you could probably reel off a, a ton of them um no to them no to them and you know just and just general kind of charlatans you sell pills and shakes and you know the kardashians with their weight loss lollipops and just and i think a lot of these people prey on vulnerable people right so i, I like i said i used to live in ibiza which has a lot of in unique people in it let's say so i would say to someone oh you know, i'm a nutritionist oh wow i'm a nutritionist as well like what kind of nutritionist are you and i say oh evidence-based blah blah, blah. They'd be like, oh yeah i'm um i'm a, a a positive energy nutritionist and you'd be like what and they'd be like oh i read people's auras and then from that i can see like what from their vibrations i can tell what food that they should or shouldn't be eating and you're just like what the fuck like all of those, all of those people. <laughs> Thing is, all the good, the good sales, the, the good sales people, and you know, they, yeah. they sell it. And that, that's to me, this is one of the most annoying things about this industry. It's, it's the, the stuff that we do is, it's, it's, it's really unsexy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah we don't do vibration. Yeah. We don't do pills. We don't do these things. It's really, really sort of unsexy. Yeah. Uh, and like from our industry, uh, same industry, but like from the gym side of things, a yeah. lot of people who do these eight-week transformations and you know they get people through these transformations and they get really good results but then they just drop them like a hot stone and yeah and it's just wow where, where where do we go now and they put all this weight back on like for us we do at the minute we actually do a, like a six-week program but our process yeah. one to get really good results but take them through an educational process yes you know educate educate people on the way how to do how to get results so at the end of the six weeks they're like Wow, I know how to get these results, and I know how to sustain them. Yeah, with us, brilliant because that's that's good for us and them. Um, yeah, but if you don't stay with us, then it's you have the tools to them to move exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly exactly what I say to my clients. Like I'm, I have been called the most unprofessional nutritionist ever, right? In, in a group of nutritionists on Facebook, because like, oh, you get so involved with your clients. We've seen you like on Facebook and whatever. And I'm like. First of all, I don't give a shit, right? Because I do, I don't, you know, I'm really lucky. I can choose who I work with. I don't have to work with assholes. So obviously I do get really involved with people because I think if you care about them, you're more invested in their results, right? But I say to them, you know, I love, I do, I love all my clients. I get super involved with them, but I don't want them to be my client forever because if I, if that's the case, I'm not doing my job properly because I'm not educating them, you know, and that's why things like Slimming World don't work, because their business model is repeat business, they don't want, you know, that's why they've got this fancy, they've dressed calorie deficits up as fucking sins, like, don't get me started on the, the mental health connotations of calling food sinful, which is awful first of all but they build these kind of proprietary systems right because they don't want you to know that it's as simple as calories in calories out i mean and i am simplifying that right because it's simple but it's not easy to eat the right amount of calories because lots of the other factors that might be going on in your life but that's why they don't 
you know they don't want to do the education bit because that's repeat business for them but um you know something that i don't know if you know um the guys of biceps and banter you i guess you've probably heard of them before dan and mike biceps and biceps and banter they've got a brilliant youtube, YouTube channel they're really cool guys uh, they're nutrition coaches and I went to like a seminar that they did and they were like, you know, don't understand why people, hopefully this doesn't trigger anyone, but they, they kind of said, we don't understand why people do this because there's plenty of fat people to go around, right? <laughs> Which is not a great way of saying it, but what it's saying is, you know, there's plenty of people to help. Yeah. And, you know, yes, I, you know, I educate my clients so that they don't have to keep paying me money all the time. They come back sometimes, but it might be because... I help them lose weight and now they're saying oh, actually I want to run a marathon and how do I eat for that and that kind of thing so mm. you know if and also what people don't realize is if you really empower and educate people they become like a walking advert for you right I've got clients that I helped five years ago I had exactly I had this very thing last week a woman messaged me um on Facebook from a uh, and asked if you know if she could book a chat with me and I was like where in the hell has this woman heard from me it's a client that I helped a Dutch client like five years ago and she's like oh she's always raving about you and I'm like so you know it's really short-sighted to not give people your knowledge because or oh, maybe they won't pay you anymore no, they become walking adverts for you if you do it right yeah I mean I mean what what I've kind of found like we do like I put a lot of content out on Facebook, Instagram, emails, all these kind of things, because I want people to understand how simple, how simple it actually is. But like you were saying, it's the implementation that's a difficult part. Yeah. And that's where we come in. You know, we're, we're, we're coaches, so it's implementing these strategies so then you can use them yourself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, the reason the reason I've only done one-to-one -one up until this point is, is I do believe it's it's highly personalized, right? And the, the kind of people that I work with, they've got unusual lifestyles, right? So I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who, you know, are not the norm and they haven't got normal daily routines and stuff. So you need to, like, I need to get really forensic on their ass, right? I need to figure out, like, what do they do on a daily basis? You know, where, you know, they travel a lot, a lot of them. Um, they have, a lot of them have, and I'm including myself in this as a business person, quite unique brains, right? So a lot of us don't like being told what to do. We think we know everything about everything because that's why you're running a business, right? Because you know you're so smart or you're unemployable in my case is probably more, more to the point. But because of that, I have to look at their entire lifestyle and, and see where I can slot the changes that have the smallest impact in terms of their time management stuff but the biggest impact on their health and that's where now when I started as a nutritionist I was like I'll call that project management stuff right I never want to do any of that again I'm not interested in it but now when I look at what I'm doing with people and analyzing their lifestyle and stuff I am kind of using my project management skills because I'm looking at it in terms of what is the best thing for us to work on right now and it's got to be you know the lowest cost in terms of time stress and whatever for the highest benefit like a cost benefit analysis type thing so I'll go through that with people and so we can pick off any of those kind of low-hanging fruit but yeah it's got to be slotted into their lifestyle you can't just say 
cut your calories and log it on my fitness pal because they're like what the hell yeah absolutely so before we came on um we was having a bit of chat about the things that you've done in the past we had a little bit of chat about uh female strength training yes because obviously that's a big part of what we do um, yeah so from a female perspective <laughs> from your side of the haley where what what type of training do you do or what kind of trend do you suggest mm-hmm. so <clears throat> so yeah i'm a massive advocate for strength training for women i think not enough women do it um i think also there's a bit of an issue in terms of you know if you're looking at instagram and looking at weight training you know you don't want to be the woman in the gymshark leggings with like pink vinyl dumbbells right that's not what female weight training is about i don't think enough females do things like deadlifts and squats and proper like compound movements and all that kind of stuff um because that's super important but well as we were saying before i before we kind of went live i used to be a boxer um so i used to think i was quite tough i was quite fit and stuff and then i started to crossfit um and we were doing things like olympic weightlifting right now for someone like me who's massively over analytical and always in my brain a little bit that was amazing to me because they're super technical lifts so you have to concentrate on what you're doing and i'm always about continuous improvement as well so with something as technical as one of those type of lifts there's always little bits you know i'm i'm that wanker in the gym like recording myself going oh i have to, i could just get more of a pull on it like all that crap right so it, it appealed to that part of my brain but as a woman like all of my clients i encourage all of my female clients to lift weights and it's not just about a strength thing obviously the physical benefits especially as a woman as you get older you know it it helps with bone density and stuff to protect against osteoporosis that kind of thing so it's super important but it's the mental aspect of it and you can't really explain it unless unless you're a woman and you go and lift weights because it's not just a confidence thing it, it changes you as a person it does something to your brain that really you know you do you feel like a fucking badass if you could do 120 kilo deadlift there's nothing better than just being able to walk into the gym and do that or you know i which is probably probably not not the best but i have been in gyms before now when like guys have left barbells on the floor and i'm like are you cleaning that up they're like oh do you want me to come over and pick it up and i just like do a quick clean and then pop it into the rack and they're like oh my god it's like i love that flight <laughs> it's fucking awesome but i think it really it does change you as a person it gives you um a lot of mental confidence and resilience as well i think and just even stupid things you don't realize like improving your posture because you know if you're looking at your posterior chain and like trying to like do decent lifts with all that it it, you know and holding your core in all these things that you concentrate on it's just like i can't go on about it enough but with all women should weight lift for sure there's just so many benefits isn't there yeah it's like the mental health benefit like not just that feeling of strength but actually like if i get pissed off i just go and like throw some weights around i prefer it if it's in a gym with a decent floor where you can just be like really kind of like just dumping stuff on the floor if you're doing like a really good clean and jerk and you can dump it on the floor after i'm like yes i don't feel pissed off anymore (laughs) (laughs) you need to come have a training session here Yes, I will. I will. I'm actually going to be in Newcastle in April. I'm going to something called Atomicon. 
um, which is like a business development thing. I'm surprised Aaron hasn't heard of it because he goes. To I'm surprised Aaron hasn't. I'll just write that one. Write that one down. Write that one down. Um, so yeah, maybe yeah, I will come do a workout. session and chuck some shit around and drop some stuff. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. But I think from the, what I guess uh, we get like obviously a lot of messages from people who want to join the gym, things like this. And one of the things I get a lot from women is I hate cardio. I hate cardio. I just want to lift some. I want to lift weights. That there's so many women that want to do it. Yeah. Afraid to just to actually just step inside it and do it because I mean you know it's you hear your weights getting bashed around. And it's it's big metal things and it's. It's always being classed as you know a, a male dominant area and female yeah. be allowed in the weights room. I've actually had um had a conversation with someone the other day, and she wasn't allowed to go in into the gym into the weights room in one of her gym in the local gym. Uh, she wasn't actually allowed to go in. Uh, what? Was crazy. Yeah, I know. Um, it was, you know, it's but. The drop, thing, drop, their, drop their Facebook page in the comments and we'll troll them. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, just give them a lot of grief. To be honest, I've actually been properly silent for the first half an hour of this. I've just, I've just been sat back to start making stuff in. I've just been like, normally kind of. Aaron, you know what I'm like when I get talking. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I've just realised it. I was just thinking about it, and I was like, hang on, I've lit for the first 29 minutes of this. I've just been sat back to sort of listening, and I was like, hang on, I need to actually start to. Oh, would you like to come again? So, come on, what so, would you like to say? So people know that I'm actually alive. Also, actually, one question that I want to quickly ask, which I was going to ask a while before, but then we ended up talking about different stuff. Um, so you work with like business owners, entrepreneurs, and stuff. What do you find to be their sort of biggest struggle in a way? Like, what do you think that they sort of struggle with the yeah. most? Yeah, so th there's quite a lot of them, right? So, I mean, some of them can be likened to working in the corporate world and getting stressed out, burned out, all that kind of thing. But the thing that I notice a lot with business owners is they don't catch that quick enough because when you're working for yourself, you'll know this is a business owner, right? You do it because you love what you do. Like I absolutely, I love what I do. I really like, you know, I'm so passionate about it. And because of that, I would, you know, normally work really long hours and get quite mentally stressed out. But because it's something that you love and you're doing it because you enjoy it, you don't really notice the symptoms along the way or you ignore them, right? Because you're like, no, I'm doing this thing and I, oh, it's something that I love. It can't stress me out. It can still stress you out, you know? Um, and I think particularly for working online, it's just me. There isn't anyone else. I don't have a team of people. Um, so it can be quite isolating. You just kind of sometimes it does affect your mental health because every buck stops with you. Right. Um, so I see a lot of business owners not taking time out for themselves um, and also just not looking after themselves properly because they believe their business is more important. And then realize that it's affecting their business it's too late whereas if you were in a corporate environment because it's not your thing and you probably care a little bit less about it you probably will have noticed oh god like i'm staying up late i'm stressed actually going to take a couple of days sick off work like you don't do that when it's your own thing because you just care about it too much and the reason i've started working in this area is because i'm really passionate about people drawing the dots between 
how you look after yourself and the performance of your business because when i was thinking about this i was like how can i actually you know what hook can i use to you know persuade people that it's worth taking care of yourself as a business owner you know the one thing that business owners are interested in is how can i increase my bottom line right mm. so if you say to a business owner and talk about it in terms that they understand for a small investment of your time maybe a bit of money you can increase you know you can get a return on that investment so for instance if you are not eating lunch and you're just drinking coffees and you're all stressed out and not productive in the afternoon if you get up 15 minutes earlier make yourself a lunch and then eat that at lunchtime and have a more productive day that means that you've already got that time back so it's trying to talk to them in terms of these are little investments you make along the way to get a return on that investment because if you're looking after yourself you're going to sleep better you're going to be more productive you're going to have more mental clarity you're going to be better at making decisions all these things will benefit your business not to mention the fact if you are your business like who the fuck's going to turn up if you're sick right like it's, it's there isn't anyone else so you're the most important asset in your business and that goes for wanting to show up right so you know when we're talking about expert empires you know if you are the kind of person who wants to do stuff like that and you want to put yourself out there and be heard and do speaking and all that kind of stuff if you don't look like you've got your shit together no one's going to trust you with theirs mm. you know you've got to sell yourself as part of your business if you don't look like you're looking after yourself and that's not a weight thing by the way that is also people who are got massive dark circles under their eyes and you know strung out on red bull or whatever if you're in front of a client you're trying to get them to you know buy something of yours they're just going to be like wow like this person does not look like they're taking care of themselves maybe they can't take care of the thing that i want them to take care of so mm, it, it massively impacts the way you look after yourself massively impacts your business i suppose that can be taken right across the board as well so i know obviously you're talking about entrepreneurs and business owners mm. but Look at parents. What wonderful yeah. parents do exactly the same thing. They spend so much time looking after the kids and doing everything for everybody else yeah. and themselves. You know, again, yeah. you get loads of emails and messages. I talk to people, and it's, yeah, I'd like to do it, but I've got to do this. I've got to, I'm doing this for the kids, and I'm doing this for the families. Look, just you've got to be selfish. You've got to take yeah. that time out. You've got to be selfish, and you've got to work on yourself because once yeah. your health is gone, you're not getting that back. You know, you get yeah. one one chance that's all you get exactly and your health yeah, and is the best that you're ever going to have exactly and even you know with parents to use that example it's not even just about making sure you're healthy it's just about how you're showing up for your kids like if you're yeah. work all the time and you're not eating well you're not sleeping well you know what is your time with your kids looking like you're probably they're you're probably irritable you're probably going to get annoyed with them more quickly you're going to be shouting at them you're going to, you know so it's not just oh like being healthy as an example for your kids it's about how you want that time to be when you when you have got spare time with them you don't want to be like telling them to shut up because you're trying to answer emails on your phone or like or whatever so yeah definitely you have to be a little bit selfish about it yeah definitely i mean i i, I actually use it um I use a fat photo. I've got a photo about two years ago and I was actually fat and out of shape. Um, yeah. That point oh, that post, it. Kind of <laughs> post it. Let's have a look. I will. I will. I'll post it. But I, I do actually use it on Instagram a lot because it was, that was, to me, that was my kind of, that was my turning moment. Mm. Um, 
I always trained. I've always been like, like going personal training and things like this. But it wasn't until then I realised how much how health is important. Yeah, um, I was like what you were saying before. I was irritable at home. I was, you know, I was too busy working on my business to be interested yeah. in anything else. And it wasn't until I took that photo, I was like, shit, I'm seriously out of shape here. But yeah, I how I looked, and but that related to everything else in my life as well. And I was like, I, I need to change this around. I need to just kind of work on it. It is because I think people look at you, right? And, it, you know, it's a horrible thing to say because, you know, there shouldn't be that kind of judgment because you don't know what is going on in people's lives. But, you know, people will look at you and think, well, how you do one thing is how you're going to do the rest, right? So if you've got, you know, a potential client or whatever and they're looking at you and like, well, they're obviously not even taking care of themselves, you know, that, like you said, it, it filters down into the rest of rest of your life. Yeah, awesome. I was just gonna just about to say I was just one thing that I mentioned for the people watching. If you have any questions for Haley or anything that you want to say, just drop a comment on this stream and we'll um, answer them at some point whenever we see them. Or if you have any questions, or even if you just want to say like good good podcast, like all of that is welcome. Or if if you want to say shit podcast, then just don't comment at all. Yeah, just don't comment. It's best if you just like, don't hate your feelings, please. <laughs> Not on live anyway. Not on live. <laughs> so what does the future hold for Haley then? Well, there's I've got a few interesting things coming up. So like I said, I've just launched uh, my membership thing, which is the Food Ninja Dojo. Um, and that's kind of the first time I've just tried to do a kind of group membership thing. So it's a new thing for me. Um <clears throat> but it's focused solely on the health of business owners and entrepreneurs. So I'm hoping that will grow. Um, I've just didn't, done the first launch. So that's just so the doors are closed now. Uh, I'll be launching it again later in the year. Um, and this year really is just about kind of trying to tell more people about what I do, because I know without sounding like a dick, um, I know I'm good at what I do. I've got lots and lots of social proof and brilliant, you know, testimonials and client results and all that kind of stuff. But not enough people know about me. So I'm going to be doing things like a YouTube channel. So that's coming sometime this year. Well, now I've said it out loud on something, I'm going to have to do it. Uh, <laughs> that will be coming. Commitments. Um, you now accountable to that. I'm now accountable to that. Yeah. It's out there. um so yeah it's just really about kind of getting the message out there a bit more and like I said I'm quite passionate about this link between you know your health and your business health and and no one really talks about it um so I'd like to get the message about that out there a bit more um I um I'm going to IFS with Aaron not with like with Aaron and like that, but we're going to be there, aren't we? So I'm yeah, quite we're going to be there together, drinking yeah. lots, of, lots of water and doing plenty of walking. Yeah, that's yeah. all. That's all. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely doing that. Twenty thousand steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty thousand. Um. So yeah, that's that's just kind of in terms of one-to-one clients. I'm at capacity. Um, so I am looking at a few bits and pieces behind the scenes about how I might be able to increase my capacity, but it probably won't be by much, to be honest, because um, 
I think the reason what I do is so successful for people and the reason that it actually helps them, you know, long term is that I do is quite a I guess it is quite an intensive way to work with me, but it, it really works. So I don't really want to be having, you know, my capacity is 15 one to one clients um, and I don't really want to increase it much more than that because I don't want it to affect the service. Um, so, yeah, I think just try and remain at capacity. So a steady stream of clients and just more content, really. So more video content and just getting out and about and meeting people. Awesome. I mean, I think it's, you know, going back to this online presence, how hard, how how difficult do you find it to get your message? When we're saying about these influencers who have the tops off and, you know, I do all this hit and I get in a really wicked shape and, yeah, yeah. physique to start with. How hard do you find it to actually get your message out there? Um, I find it hard on, t on two levels. So, you know, obviously the first level being, um, you know, you are up against people who are promising people to you know, drop a dress size in seven days and stuff like that. You know, like you said, it's not sexy to tell people, look, I can teach you how to eat well for life. It's probably going to take six to nine months and the weight loss is going to be slow because you're going to be losing fat and not just weight. You know, they're like, mm, maybe I'll just go for the shake instead because that seems easier. Right. So yes. you're up against all that. So that's quite difficult. I mean, I think. I, I'm quite unique in my approach, so that helps me to a certain extent. Um, I'm not for everyone, so I guess in terms of polarizing, I don't. I'm not purposefully polarizing, but obviously some people don't like the way I talk and stuff like that. But I think that's quite good in some way because it makes me stand out a little bit more. Um, but yeah, for sure, I find it quite hard to be up against people with bigger audiences and less qualifications is what <laughs> it's what normally happens. So I think that's one thing just on a personal level that I struggle with, which has been quite um, difficult this past month is when you start to get a little bit more well known uh, or the trolls come out of the woodwork um, or people that you worked with in the past who now are saying you didn't do this for me and like or just lots of stuff right and I've had a persistent one this month who's leaving horrible comments on my social media and then I block them and then they create a new profile and so I find it quite difficult on that level to um, just it's just a bit of anxiety, I guess. I mean, I'm quite happy with what I say and my message and, you know, I believe in what I do. Um, but I guess it's just a bit of frustration that you can't stop these people. You can't stop people thinking that you might look as though you're doing well, whatever the fuck that means, right, online. Like, and everyone can pretend that they're doing great online. But I think as, as soon as people perceive you as doing quite well or, or having more attention, um, you're going to get all of those kind of people as well. So that's something that needs some adjustment from me in terms of um, my mindset and how I deal with that. Yeah, I mean, I suppose as well, it's, it's a personal attack at your, at your beliefs and your brand, isn't it? You know, if you, if you are selling a, a supplement, you know, I sell a supplement and someone says, oh, that's a load of crap. Well, yeah, I know it is, but I get loads of money for selling something, okay. But this is your personal brand. This is something you believe in. This is something you're building up. Your heart and soul is in that brand. And when yeah. someone takes a personal attack at it, you cannot help but take it personally. Yeah, you can't. You can't. And there's, there's no amount of personal development work or whatever that you can do that will stop you taking it personally and actually if i didn't 
feel like that about it. I'd start to worry because it means I don't really care enough about my business. Yeah. Um, I do have, I do work with someone um, who helps me with mindset stuff. And that's quite a recent thing just because um, I don't want these mindset issues to stop me from, from doing what I believe in. Um, and I think it's something for anyone who um, is looking at a career with online stuff. It's something that you need to plan for and decide how you're going to react to those kind of things because I wish I'd been better prepared for it. Mm, yeah, I mean, it, it was online. You, you, you're leaving yourself open to everybody in the whole world, aren't you? And, yeah. You know, yeah. the more people there is, the more people you're going to have attack you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've, I can deal with the things like um, I get a lot of, I hate to say this because I don't want to do a, a kind of sexist thing, but mostly men who don't like me swearing. Um, so I get a lot of that. So I get a lot of people saying, oh, your content's good to the shame about your potty mouth and stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. That's fine. I don't care about that because it just means that I'm not for them. And that's totally fine. Um, but, yeah, it's things like um, I've had a couple of people say you don't look healthy for a nutrition nutritionist. Your cheeks are quite fat in this photo and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, <laughs> don't really know why you're doing this but yeah but yeah I had a, um, funny i had a, i had a someone i was using to help me a while ago um it's kind of a, a bit of a mentor um and he actually said it was um because i said well i do, do strength training that's kind of what i do it's, it's what i've always kind of loved um and he, and he said well i would never take you to be doing strength training how do you sell strength training i was like what do you mean he says well you don't look like somebody who does strength training so what? what 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 does that matter what i look like the fact is i know how to get people strong i know how to get people healthy through the means of doing some strength training you know but because i didn't fit the criteria of being mm. this big bloke with huge shoulders and a massive chest and six foot yeah. tall and i wasn't worthy enough to be a strength training coach and he, and he actually said you shouldn't be promoting yourself as doing strength training yeah i think it's really i mean i think there is certainly as a nutrient now i'm probably going to get shot down in flames for this but as a nutritionist i don't think that if if i was like really overweight not that it's about a weight thing but it's just like i'm clearly not following my own advice right like i think if you're not prepared to follow your own advice then you shouldn't be dishing it out but like you know you go to the gym you do you do your own program you do your own training right so you are still like same as me i haven't got a six pack i haven't got abs because i'm not a clean eating wanker anymore um so so like you know i i'm maybe i'm not right for somebody who wants to do contest prep for example but yeah. yeah i think yeah yeah it's a funny one it's a funny one it is um if we could if we if we kind of if we could give people three things you could leave them with now what would those three things be <laughs> um i would say that um don't this demonization of food so let's stop like look at think about your language around food because that's something that i'm quite passionate about as well so that kind of like oh, i'm going to be naughty and have this i'm going to treat my clients um here a lot is don't treat yourself with food you're not a fucking dog um so i hate that kind of like oh i'm treating myself with this or I was on the treadmill for half an hour and now I'm going to treat myself to a bag of chips or this food is bad, like all that. So that kind of 
be very aware of your language around food is something that I would say and realize that you can eat whatever you like you just need to do it in a way that fits with your goals um so that is definitely one um I'm a big fan of steps not the band, the band. <laughs> I was going to say we were, we were going to finish it right there <laughs> so getting outside right doing doing steps you might have seen I'm doing this ridiculous challenge which is 20,000 steps every day of 2020 so that's not just from um, a fat loss point of view or weight maintenance point of view I think it's brilliant for your mental health to get outside in the fresh air sometimes I have to do sad steps on the treadmill when there's fucking hurricane whatever it was the other week mm. um, but you know getting outside and you know, and it's something that's quite common with a lot of business owners I work with. I haven't got time to do those steps. Look at it as multitasking, right? Listen to a podcast. I do my client check-ins while I'm out doing steps. You know, these these are amazing inventions, right? So look at it like that. But yes, get out and do steps. Um, and then the third one is everyone under eats on protein. So make sure you get your protein in. Awesome. Good free tips. Definitely. That's a, it's, it's kind of what I call my um, minimum effective dose, which is eat meat and neat. So it's eat the right amount for your goals. Meat, eat the right amount of protein. Sorry, vegans, but like tofu doesn't rhyme with eat meat and neat. And then neat is to do with your steps. So if you do those three things on a consistent basis, that's great. And, you know, you should get great results with that. And I really, I should have actually said lift weight, shouldn't I? Sorry about that, Kia. But obviously, that's number one. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but awesome Harry. that was um that was really really good uh good. obviously we're going to take up too much of your time you've been here quite a long time now uh we've so been I I talk a lot. it's been very insightful thank very you insightful. um and i'm sure everybody who's watching it listening to the podcast when we release it on monday yeah uh, we'll get a lot of value from it uh, yeah yeah and we'll, we'll look to bring you back on at some point as well yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. I'd love to. Maybe Aaron and I can do a joint one about our adventures in Portugal later in the year. Well, you think yeah, that's sparkling water and doing twenty thousand steps a day. That's foreshadowing. Maybe, maybe. Oh, we've got Expert Empires next month as well. Yeah, as well. This month. This, yeah, this month. month. It's two weeks time. Oh yeah, Expert Empires. Thursday just gone. Oh yesterday. Yeah. It's, it's like my little stalker, Aaron. He pops up everywhere I'm going. <laughs> He's everywhere, that's why. He's <laughs> all over the shop. Yeah, I suppose we could say say the same about you as well. Martin McDonald. <laughs> Put, I'd appear in there and then just be like, oh, fair enough. Just check there. So, so. Either way. So thank you very yeah. much for coming on, Hayley. Thank um, you so much for having me. We'll catch up again very, very soon. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. All right, cool. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Oh, you keep Haley on, can't you?